You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Welcome to the How to Win podcast. I'm Joe Harris, and Pastor Moore, Pastor Mike Moore, has given me the stewardship to share the word to you with you today in his absence. Please tag a friend or share this podcast with someone. At the end or during the podcast, you can send your questions and or comments. I'm going to jump right in. Today, I got a title that's pretty universal. I think it'll, it'll minister to everyone, um, wherever you find yourself, on the job, working in the church. I think it'll minister to everyone. My title today is Service God's Tool for Measuring Success. Service, God's tool for measuring success. In Matthew chapter 20, a mother came to Jesus with a request. She asked Jesus, she said, Jesus, when you come into your kingdom, I want my two sons, which were his disciples, I want my two sons to have a leadership position. She said, I want one of them to sit on your right, and I want the other to sit on your left. And Jesus looked at it and he said, hey, hold on, lady, that's not, that's not, my, I don't have the authority to do that. And then we're going to pick it up in verse, Matthew chapter 20, we're going to pick it up in verse 24. It says, and when the 10 heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. So the other disciples, they got an attitude because these guys wanted a leadership position. And then Jesus said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles Lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them. In other words, he was saying people in the world, they jockey for positions, they put each other up, friends put each other up. But he says, yet, in verse 26, it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And then he says, whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Slave is just another synonym for servant. It says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I'll give you my title again. Service, God's tool for measuring success. The thread that ran through Jesus' life was service. His preaching was a form of service. His healing people was a form of service. All through his life, his life modeled service. Casting out devils, laying hands on the sick, all that was a form of service. Wouldn't you agree that Jesus was successful? I believe, I think Jesus was successful. Psalms 35, 27 says, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. He says, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. I think you were distracted. Let me, let me read that again. It says the Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. That word service simply defined means ready to be of help or use to someone. Now here's a disclaimer. 
This message is not designed to make anybody feel bad. It's not designed to make you feel bad. That's not what it's all about. This this message is designed to to stir you up and you to release your faith in service and all the benefits and, and how God sees service. That's what it's designed to do. Now, I'm going to give you a question and I want you to answer the question. How many want their bio to read when you die? You want your bio to say a life well lived. I want my bio to read a life well lived when I die. Then we need to change the way we measure or think about success. Success in God's eyes is determined by our obedience to serve, not our possessions. Let me say that again. Success in God's eyes is determined by our obedience to serve, not our possessions. Now, now listen, listen. Oh, Lord, please forgive me. He's going to talk. <laughs> I apologize. My bad. Listen, success in God's eyes is determined by our obedience to serve, not our possessions. Now, you know, pastor preaching on prosperity, so I'm not kicking against prosperity. I think you ought to believe God for as much money as you can steward. I think you ought to believe God for the biggest house you can manage. I think you ought to believe God for a first-class lifestyle. That's not, I'm, I'm not kicking against that by no means. Jesus was prosperous. I mean, when he died, they were gambling. They, they gambled for his clothes, so he had tailor-made clothes. You wouldn't gamble for some old rags. When he was born, uh, uh, those kings, those wise men brought him gifts. So Jesus was all right. And I, and I believe with all my heart that his, 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 Joseph was, a, was an entrepreneur. His daddy, Joseph, was an entrepreneur. How can you say Joseph was an entrepreneur? He was a carpenter. He was helping raise the son of God. You know God had his hand on him, on his business. So, so listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not highlighting prosperity. Pastor's doing that. I'm highlighting service. I'm highlighting service. So today I'm magnifying Jesus's service. Matthew 20, 28, it says, The Son of Man came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Service. God's tool for measuring success. Okay, now let's get down in the meat of the meat of the message. You said you wanted your bio to read a life well lived. I heard you. I heard you say it. I said it too. You said you wanted your bio to read a life well lived. In Matthew chapter 25, I'm going, I'm going to read some and I'm going to paraphrase some because I'm going to give you scripture to back up this title. Matthew, Matthew chapter 25. You get over here. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31 reads, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory and all the nations will be gathered before him. Let me paint the picture before I read any more. Okay, time as we know it has ended, all right? And, 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 and God is gathering all of us together. It says like a, 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 a shepherd gathers his, a farmer gathers his flock. It said he's going to put some of us on the right, calls them sheep, and he's going to put some on the left, call them goats. And then this is what he's going to say to them. He says, and I will set the sheep on the right hand and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, 
You blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then he tells them why. He says, for I was hungry and you gave me some food. I mean, you, 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 knew, I was, you knew I was hungry, you fixed me something to eat. He said, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. He said, I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. You, you saw my rags were tattered, you went and bought me an outfit. He said, I was in prison and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and took it? When did we do these services to you? And this is, what, this is what God says. And the king will answer and say to them, Surely I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. So God takes service personally. Oh, you got to catch that. God takes service personally. So, so, so when, you're, when you're serving at your church, you're serving God. You're not serving the pastor. When, you, when, you're, when you're serving in your marriage, you're serving each other, you got to change the way you think about service. You, you're serving God. God takes service personally. Amen. Oh, I'm about, I'm about to hit the happy zone. I'm about to hit the happy zone. Then there's another group. There's another group. It says he's going to say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And this place wasn't even prepared for us, y'all. It says that the place was prepared for Satan and them angels. But these people did not embrace God and they did not embrace service. And this is what happened. He said, I was hungry and you didn't give me nothing to eat. I was thirsty. You knew I was thirsty. You knew I was tired. You knew it. And you didn't give me nothing to drink. He said, you saw my clothes falling off me and you wouldn't even buy me an outfit. And they said, well, I'm paraphrasing now. I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. And then, then he said, when, when did we see you in that condition? When did, when did we see you like that? When did we didn't get, when, when we saw you, we didn't, I don't remember you being thirsty and us not giving you nothing to drink. I don't remember you not, you being tattered and us not putting any clothes on you. And he said, when you didn't do it to the least of these, my brother, you didn't do it to me. God takes service personally. Oh, glory. Listen to this. This is Colossians 3.23. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord. Not for human masters, not for your supervisor, not for your boss, not for your pastor. He says, you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward. It is the Lord Christ your servant. Now I'm going to read a prophetic word that God gave me. Just trying to stir your faith up to serve. You know, you know, we're going to be going back, coming back for, 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 for service, in-person service. And I, and I pray that this encourages you. But this is what the Spirit of God gave me. And I wasn't in spooky. I didn't hear nothing, no audible voice or nothing like that. Just in my heart. On, on May the 26th, 2021, at 6.15 a.m., this is what the Spirit of God told me. He said, don't ask God what he can do for you. Ask God what can you do for him. God is not selfish. 
there's always a bountiful harvest associated to what we do for God. I believe you were distracted. Let me read that again. Don't ask God what he can do for you. Ask God what can you do for him. God is not selfish. There's always a bountiful harvest associated to what we do for him. Then he gave me a scripture. John chapter 4. Verse 34. Now I'm reading it in the New Living Translation. This is Jesus. He says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. This is Jesus. He said, my nourishment, that word nourishment means substance necessary for growth, health, and good condition. So I'm going to read it like that. My substance necessary for, for growth, health, and good condition comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. Now, it's something about service. When, when God sees you serving and embracing service, you're going to get his hand. I'm telling you, you're going to get his hand. You're going to get his hand. Listen to this. When we embrace the revelation that we're serving God, when we serve others, it should help our attitude. When we embrace, because I showed it to you in Scripture. Jesus said, when you did it for the least of these, you were doing it for me. I showed you in Scripture that service, when you serve people, you're serving God. And when we embrace that, that should help our attitude. I ain't always had a good attitude in serving. And I worked for full-time ministry. I ain't always had a good attitude. But when I got a revelation of this, that's why I said the word ain't designed to make you feel bad or anything like that. If you know you've been having a bad attitude on your job, you know you've been having a bad attitude in your marriage, you know you've been, just repent. Just, God, look, I heard that message from that young man and, and you know, I repent. I, I ain't been, I, I, I haven't been coming up to the bar. And that's all I did. Okay, Lord. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. That's good. You just, I just heard something. God will never ask you to do anything that he won't help you to do. You got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. You can serve. You can do, you can do better on those jobs. You can have a better attitude on that job. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how, what kind of boss you got. Remember now, you're working as unto the Lord and not unto man. I'm, I'm going to give you a quick testimony. I'm going to give you my quick testimony. I got good time. We're making good time. I'm give you my testimony. I, I used to work at the health department. I was a courier. I was a courier. I didn't start out as a courier. I started out as a groundskeeper. Groundskeeper. You know what a groundskeeper is, don't you? I kept the grounds. I cut the grass. I kept the paper off the grounds. I am trash. I did all that kind of stuff. Man, I had a revelation of this back then. I was working as into the Lord. I remember, I remember the guys, some of the guys in the maintenance, because I was considered a maintenance worker. Some of the guys in the maintenance, they would tell me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let them folks work me like this. You'd be out here all in the cold and stuff like that. I wouldn't be. Hey, they didn't have a revelation. I was working unto as unto the Lord. And one of the guys that was a courier, boy, he used to really heckle me. I'll tell you what happened. They were training me. Because whenever the, 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 the couriers took went on vacation, I, I got a chance to be a courier. I'd pick up mail and stuff of that nature, medicine, a lot of, lot of little different things that a courier does. 
Well, this guy got in trouble for not doing something he was supposed to do. He got demoted. And I got the courier position. <laughs> and I didn't get that courier position because I was so all that. I got that courier position because I was working as unto the Lord. And I wasn't murmuring and I wasn't complaining. Now, don't get me wrong, I've slipped. I've slipped. And sometimes I found myself getting up and going, but, but that, okay, I just wanted to throw that out there. Listen, this stuff will elevate you. Service will elevate you. I saw service elevate me. Service elevated me. Amen. Well, I got another testimony. I may, if I got time, I may come come back to it. I want I want to I want to look at I want to look at Luke chapter ten. Luke chapter ten, because I want I want to look at another story. I want to look at a story, and then I'm gonna give you close with giving you what I believe God wants me to say to you at the end. This is the story of the, um, uh, what's it called? The, um, the Good Samaritan. This is the story of the Good Samaritan. And I'm just going to paraphrase it. Let me just walk you through it. I, I, I've read it enough. I think I know it well enough to paraphrase it. It says there was a certain man. They went, he went, from down, went up from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And on his way down there, he was robbed. He was jumped on. He was beat up. You know, okay, I'm going to do a little sidebar right here. I hear people all the time saying, oh, it's getting bad out there. Oh, it's getting bad. People robbing, people taking your car. They've been doing that. They just started robbing people. They, th this guy right here got jacked. They robbed him. They took his donkey horse or whatever. They left him for dead. That's been going on. Thank God for Psalm 91. You just, you just continue to confess Psalm 91 because that ain't nothing new, y'all. All that stuff happening, and they've been doing this. It's, it's way back here they were robbing folks. So that's my little, I thought I'd throw that in. That's my little sidebar. So, so this guy got robbed. He was left for dead. And then the scripture said a priest came down the road, and he saw him. And it says the priest passed by on the other side. Let's just call the priest a preacher. But let's don't get mad at the priest. Let's don't get mad at the preacher. Let's not don't put the preacher down. The priest just, the preacher missed out on an opportunity to serve. And then it says that a Levite came by and he saw him. And Levite passed by on the other side. He wouldn't help him. Let's don't get mad. Let's, let's call it Levite. Levite is a worker in the church. Let's say the Levite was the deacon or the, or the usher. Well, the, the Levite, the, the deacon, let's don't, let's don't put him down. He just missed out on an opportunity to serve. And then it said a Sumerian came along. And the Sumerian, he, he was despised. He was looked down on. And, and here's another little sidebar. Once you embrace this, once you embrace service, people going to look down on you. Oh, I wouldn't be doing all that. That's what they told me at the health department. I wouldn't be doing all, I wouldn't be doing all that. The Sumerian was looked down on. But the Samaritan, the Bible said he went where he was. And he starts serving him. Said he bandaged him up and he put him on his horse, a donkey, whatever he was riding on. Took him to the hotel, paid for his room, paid for health care. And then told the people, hey, if, if, if I run up any tab, left him some money. And if I run up any tab, I'll take care of it when I come back. 
now let's get to the text because I want to I want to close it out with the text. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. He said, this is what this is Jesus. He said, who showed mercy to him? That's what Jesus asked him. Who showed him mercy? And they said, the one that, you know, the one that helped him. I'm paraphrasing. And then Jesus said, go and do likewise. And I believe that's what Jesus is saying to us. Go and do likewise. You know, pastors teaching on prosperity and teaching on the importance of giving. You may not have no money to give. All your money may go to your bills and your children. You just, you just, you just got enough to get by. But you can serve. God takes service personally. And I believe with all my heart, if you focus on service, God will get some money to you. He'll get some money. The scripture says, whatsoever good any man doeth, the same shall he receive from the Lord. You know, you know, some of y'all know my testimony. I've, you know, been delivered from drugs and stuff like that years and years ago. But, but man, I remember when I first came in the body, I ain't have no money, ain't had no clothes, ain't had none of that. But I came serving. I came serving Deacon Spencer. He's going to be with the Lord now. Man, I helped Deacon Spencer around the church, and 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 he would he would give me money, and 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 others would see me helping, and they would give me money. So listen, focus on service. This is to you that don't have a whole lot left over. Focus on service. God will get you some money. God will God will load you down if you focus on service. Amen. So. I got another testimony, and then I'll close. Then we'll see if you got any comments, any questions, anything like that. Simple message, nothing deep about it, nothing even controversial about it. So I, you know, I was telling Ted earlier, probably ain't gonna have many questions because ain't nothing controversial about this. I showed you in scripture how God feels about service. I'm gonna give you one more testimony, then I'm gonna close. <laughs> I didn't tell my wife I was gonna give this testimony, but I'm gonna give it. So, so. When I met my wife, she worked at the health department too, okay? I had my other, I had another little, I'm gonna call it a side hustle. I'm gonna just use the word hustle. You know I came from the street, so I'm gonna use the word hustle. My little side hustle was I used to wash cars and cut grass on the side. That was what I did on the side. So somebody told me she needed, as a lady, you know, she needs somebody to wash a car, cut her grass. And so that's what I did. I got introduced to her. Uh, back then, she was just a lady. She wasn't my wife. She was just a lady. She was just a lady, okay? At the time, Pastor Mike was teaching on abundance then. He was teaching on the importance of giving and receiving and things like that. So I went over to her house, and I assessed the job, and I said, yeah, you know, I'll do it for you. And I think we set up a time for me to come back and do it, and I came back over there. And, you know, this was a woman. She had a big, big yard, big yard. And, and she was doing the best she could. And that's all I'm going to say about that. She was doing the best she could. Man, I got over there and I stayed out in that yard all day. And I and I and I and I I manicured that yard. I did those hedges. I was working as unto the Lord. And I got that word in my ear that Pastor Mike was preaching. Give and you'll receive. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. That's God's order. That's God's order. 
When I got through, she said, how much I owe you? I said, ma'am, I said, I just want to be a blessing to you. You don't owe me nothing. She said, what? Uh-uh, you better hear all that. I said, no, you good, you good. You don't owe me nothing. You can give me something next time. She said, oh, thank you, thank you. And through the course of time, you know, we start talking about the church and stuff like that. And I go over there and cut it. And she'll give me a little gas money, you know, she'll give me a little something. But I wasn't charging her. Then, over the course of time, we start dating. And then later on, we got married. Well, when we got married, we moved, or I moved in the house that she lived in. Okay, she already had. Nice brick level, split level home out in the Bellevue Heights area. I was outside cutting the grass one day. We married now. I'm outside cutting the grass and I finished. And I'm just sitting back looking at how beautiful it looked, you know. And, and I heard the Holy Ghost say, you sold for this. I was like, whoa. He was telling me this is a return on some seeds you sold. I ended up getting the woman and the house. <laughs> now she's gonna pick at me when I get home. Now we, you know, we've since had a home built and we did stuff like that, but that was our first home. So service, God's tool for measuring success. That's my best shot. Talk, Ted, we got any, any, any comments? Any? Let's see what y'all got to say about that. Let me see. My daddy exposed me to the importance of serving very early in life. That's a good comment. Keep serving. Keep serving. That's a good word. When God sees us serving, we will get his hand. And I, we need God's hand, glory. I agree with that. We need God's hand. Amen. Um, somebody got a question. What do, what do we do about beggars on the side of the road? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I'm like this. <laughs> I'm a little different, y'all, because I've been a beg on the side of the road. You know that, Dixie. Yeah, I've been a beggar on the side of the road. Didn't necessarily stand on the side of the road, but I've been a beggar. So I, I uh, this is how I handle that. I don't, I don't, I don't give a whole lot to people on the side of the road. But if I do have an opportunity to say something to them, I encourage them on where to go to get off the side of the road. Okay? Because sometimes I look at them guys' pockets and it's sticking out, boy. You can tell that they loaded. Now, now listen. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying don't give to them. You'll be led. You'll be led. If you feel, don't, don't feel condemned if you give something to them because give and you'll receive. And it says that if you give to the poor, you loan to the Lord. So I'm just, this is, you ask me the question. I'm just giving you what I do. That's how I handle it. Okay, let's see. Uh, do give, do, I think the question, do you give each beggar something? Uh, I don't. I don't. I just don't, y'all. I give them some wisdom, though. I give them some advice. I give them some instructions. I point them to where they can go. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times where I give them some money. Like if they, you know, man, I'm hungry. I ain't got Okay, I, and I take total. Uh, let me, let me, come on. Let's go. I'll buy you something. I ain't gonna put no money in your hand, but I'll buy you. And what I normally, if they'll do that, I usually buy them some food and put some money in their hand. So that's how I taught it kind of went out on me. That's it? Okay, so that's all the questions. So thank you, and thank Pastor Mike. Uh, thank you for being a great audience. Uh, and remember what Jesus said. 
go and do likewise. Amen. That's it.